Hi, welcome back to Escape Leaving Hell Behind. In this podcast, we talk with people who have left an overbearing religion or cult behind. We are back again today, and I'm here with my guest. Why don't you introduce us to yourself again and tell us what Hydeman religion you left behind? Hi, I'm Celeste, and I was raised as one of Jehovah's Witnesses. And now you've been on before, but when you were on before, you were still married and you had just recently left. Tell us what is going on for you now. Yeah, so it's been a crazy five months. I am no longer married to my spouse who is still in the organization. We split not out of a place of hatred, though. A lot of people would assume that either he ended things because he chose his religion over me or that I would have ended things because of infidelity and that's not the case. We went our separate ways because our marriage just wasn't serving either of us the way that it should have been. When I left the Jehovah's Witness organization, I started growing as a person rapidly and it's something I didn't expect. I did not expect the growth that I felt. And so it quickly I became a different person and not in a bad way, but just a different person than my ex had married. And being that, I also realized about myself that I needed different things than what was being offered to me in our marriage. So we ended up going our separate ways and still out of, we still totally respect and love each other, but it just was better for both of us to end the marriage. So how long ago did you end the marriage? It has been three months since I first brought up the topic of divorce. And so now things are are actually moving. He's already moved back to Kentucky and we're totally separated and just waiting for the paperwork to finish processing. And so now... You two are living in different states, but you two didn't have children. So how has it been kind of going through that process where it's a little bit cleaner than some people's divorces, but obviously still kind of sad to be going through that? Yeah, it's still super sad because he was my best friend. And, you know, you don't get married with the thought of divorce. You get married thinking you're going to be with the person forever. And so that's what I honestly believed. And it does make it a lot easier to not have children be involved, just he and I. But it is, it's hard because he, he still wanted to stay married. And so it was very hard to have to make that choice for the both of us to end the marriage because I knew it was what's best for both of us. And he knew it too. It's just still hard to let go. So I think the hardest thing was the fact knowing that I broke his heart. That might be the hardest thing out of the whole process. And it's difficult when you think you don't have a reason to divorce. That's definitely a Jehovah's Witness mindset. I think I've heard that is a Mormon mindset, too, that you need reason to separate, reason to divorce. But coming to terms with the fact that because my marriage isn't serving me is a good enough reason to end it. So was it him still being a Jehovah's Witness that made him not want to get the divorce and be resistant to it, you think? I definitely think that was part of it because Jehovah's Witnesses 
the only grounds for divorce is fornication. You can't get a divorce for literally any other reason. So I think that was definitely part of the reason why he was against the divorce, but also because he genuinely was just still in love with me. And so, which is something a lot of people don't understand because I know I've heard from my family and his family, how, like, how could you be in love with her? She's going to poison you against Jehovah, all this negative stuff. It's a lot, it's really hard for people to understand how he could still feel that way about me after leaving the organization. But he, we, we didn't have a bad marriage. And so that's why it was kind of difficult to end things. Sorry, hold on, my cat. We didn't have a bad marriage at all, which is why it was difficult to end things. But as I kept growing as a person and he stayed the same, I realized that there was a lot missing for both of us in our relationship because we were absolutely best friends. But a marriage needs to be more than that. And there were just things that both of us were lacking. Well, and he is still part of the organization. He obviously has totally different beliefs than you. Where originally when you two got married, you had the same beliefs and that can be a deal breaker too. So yeah, it probably, he, I know he doesn't think of it that way, but you're letting him go so he can find someone better suited for him as well. Exactly. Because I think about if he does want to continue being a witness, he deserves someone who is going to sit next to him at the kingdom hall and who's going to be a preaching partner for him rather than being married to someone who bashes, not bashing, but who is an activist against this organization. That's such a big part of his life. He deserves to not have to have his faith questioned if he doesn't want it to be questioned. And along with what you said about, we both believed the same when we got married, there was a lot that changed since we got married, because when we first got married, we were both strictly against having children. Neither of us wanted kids because we thought we'll just have kids in the new system, which is where Jehovah's Witnesses think that, that there's going to be a paradise and everyone's going to live forever. So we had agreed that we were just going to do have kids then. Since I left the organization, I now want kids and he still doesn't. And that's a really big thing to try to compromise on. You can't compromise on one person being against kids and one person wanting kids. And so there's just, there are a lot of little things like that, that started to just not make sense in our marriage anymore. And that made it to where it's, it was best for both of us if we went our separate ways. It was definitely a hard choice because we still had that love and respect for each other, but we were growing in two totally opposite directions and that wasn't serving either of us. So now what are some of the other ways that you were going in opposite directions? I have changed a lot in the last five months since leaving the Jehovah's Witness organization. And I think part of it is due to the fact that I am very young. I just turned 25 this year. So my frontal lobe is just now developed, which bring some changes when you are growing up still. I'm still growing up. But also how passionately I feel about 
doing my activism work and telling my stories and helping other people that want to leave the Jehovah's Witness organization, it was really hard for him because he hears what I'm saying in the videos that I'm making. Cause I do make jokes about the because that's how I deal with my trauma. And so it was hard for him to see me making these jokes and telling these stories about this thing that's still a very big part of his life. And it was hard for me to support him supporting this organization that I now know so much more about that all the gross things that happen inside. And so it was really hard for me to support him supporting them, if that makes sense. But I've also just, I've discovered who I am as a person. Being a Jehovah's Witness, you do not have any identity except for the fact that you're a Jehovah's Witness. And so since I was able to figure out more about myself and who I am, I realized that there were things that I like to do or shows that I like to watch or stuff like that, that were totally against his conscience. Like I started looking into witchcraft a little bit, which for Jehovah's Witnesses, that is the biggest no. Or the fact that I wanted to put up a Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. There were just a lot of things that I was starting to do that he couldn't be involved in, which isn't fun when you're married. I think, for example, when I went home to Ohio to celebrate my birthday this year, it was my first birthday, I had the best weekend of my life, and my husband wasn't there for it. And obviously, I wasn't mad at him for not celebrating my birthday with me. I understood why he didn't want to. But it just made me think, how many more best days of my life is he going to miss out on because of his beliefs, because of our differing belief systems? And so I think that's uh, around the time that my the gears started turning in my head, thinking maybe we should separate. Just because there were, we were just so separate. While we were still very much best friends, we were living two completely different lives. His friends aren't allowed to talk to me. They we would run into people in public and they would talk to him and pretend I wasn't even there. And like, that's not a good feeling <laughs> at all. And then a lot of my friends are disfellowship Jehovah's witnesses. And he's not allowed to talk to them being a current witness. So it was, it, we were both living in two separate worlds, but still trying to be together. And it, really was not serving either of us. And I think it was stressing us both out more than we realized at the time. And now how is it trying to navigate Christmas where you wanted like decorations and a tree and obviously he's against that? It was easier because, okay, before the Christmas tree went up, I had already decided on divorce. He had confess something to me that I no longer I didn't want anything to do with so I decided to divorce quicker than we had because we had talked about separating we had talked about working on things and like giving ourselves a year to try to work things out but then some information came to the light and I was like I'm not waiting a year we're done but so by that point by the time Christmas decorations came about we had already like been started the divorce processing and so he was fine with me putting up a tree and decoration. He didn't really care that much. But the fact that like 
it was something that his his parents I remember I because I bought the tree on Amazon and his parents share an Amazon account or with us it's not my account anymore but they were like really Christmas and so like the fact that I think it bothered him more how people reacted to me just living my life than me actually living my life because he didn't actually care about the Christmas tree but it hurt him when people would bother him about like, why are you letting her celebrate Christmas? Why are you blah, 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 blah. Which he wasn't, he would always just like defend me and say like, she's her own person. I'm not letting her do anything. But the pressure that was there, I think was a lot more than either of us anticipated that it would be. And so now obviously this isn't telling people that if they have a mixed faith marriage that's working, that they should get a divorce, but how much more free do you feel now? Oh my goodness. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a weight has been lifted off of me a little bit because I didn't realize the emotional burden I was keeping staying married, which I want to reiterate. I did not have a bad marriage at all. And I wholeheartedly believe that a mixed faith marriage can work if you two are really, really right for each other. But for me and my ex-husband, we weren't actually right for each other. Platonically, we were perfect. We were best friends, a great roommate, but you deserve more out of a marriage than just being best friends with someone. For me, I know it was the right choice to end our marriage. And I feel like I I was expecting myself to be very lonely. I was expecting to be very lonely and sad for a long time. And while I do have lonely and sad days, overwhelmingly, I feel just free since everything has ended. And while I do miss having Cody as my friend, I know that this was the right choice for both of us and that we we got married very young, as people do in purity culture. And we didn't even have a chance to get to know each other or ourselves. And I don't think either of us realized the burden that we were carrying in our marriage. And now where you are divorced or close to being divorced and he's still a witness and you are no longer a witness, is he not allowed to talk to you anymore? How does that work out for? Yeah, according to the rules, he's not allowed to talk to me, which I think for the sake of our healing journeys, it's probably best that we don't talk to each other anyway, at least for a long time. But yeah, once like, as of now, since we no longer live together, he's not supposed to talk to me at all, unless it's absolutely necessary, according to the JW rules. So as we're getting close to wrapping up the episode, do you regret that you married him? And what are you looking forward to now that you're single? I absolutely do not regret marrying him. We had five good years together. And I do think we were meant to be together for some time. I don't think we were meant to be forever. But I definitely think we were supposed to spend some time together. And I think we both learned a lot from each other. And we did have a lot of really, really good times. There are way more good times than bad in our marriage. But I'm really excited just to see where my life goes because I have several job opportunities in front of me now and having to only think about myself makes it a lot easier to make decisions because when you're married, you make decisions for two people and that's a lot of pressure. I think 
The number one thing I'm excited about, though, being on my own right now is that I'm finally acting my age. Getting married at 20, I fell into a role that I wasn't mature enough for and I wasn't old enough for yet. But I kept doing that role of wife and homemaker and support system when I wasn't emotionally mature enough for that yet. And so now I actually get to behave like an actual 25 year old, be responsible for anyone but myself, which sounds a little, I guess it sounds a little reckless or selfish, but I'm excited to be selfish for the first time in my life. I've never gotten to put myself first before. So I think that's what I'm the most excited about. Well, thank you for coming on and have a great night. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for joining us today. As always, I want to give special thanks to our sponsor and friend, Corporate Design Solutions, who has generously made it possible for this podcast to be a reality. If anyone is looking for help protecting their digital info, please email Michael at helpdesk at corpdesignsolutions.com.